ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์Hi. Welcome. Thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little bitchy today. Oh, good. Perfect. Then, right? Is that yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? Good. You know, I, even though I finally got a job, uh huh, I'm still in my sister's basement until I, you know, get my shit together and pay off bills. But let me just tell you something. Children are horrible. <laughs> they really are. How old? How old are they? Well, the girl is thirteen, and she's fun. She's fine, but the boy is ten, and he's just he runs the place. You know what I mean? He just runs the place. <laughs> well, that sucks a- being bossed around by a ten-year-old. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's off to a good start. In fact, let me tell you something. I was asking on Twitter about, say, okay, I'm talking to you, and I asked if anybody has any questions. Obviously, I don't have any followers, so I've got one question. <laughs> Oh well, that's better than nothing. Yeah, and so uh, from Pinoy Boy. So um, pretty much, he was asking before I go on to my questions, but yeah. he was asking where does Richard stop and Match begin? And I, I guess the first portion of that um, the podcast kind of pretty much sums it up. So tell us where does Richard stop and Match begin? Mm, I don't know. I I really don't. Is there a separation in your mind? Yeah. And- um, where does uh, um the thing is um I don't really think about it that much I guess mm-hmm. I mean Madge is a character but of course she is has a lot in common with me but the thing is when you do a character you get to say things that I wouldn't say whether or not I may be thinking them <laughs> or not and the other thing is I'm also Um, Madge tends to be a vehicle for satire. So, and a lot of people don't know when she or I are joking, and um, you know that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know. I don't. There's no like defined boundary, and it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, I would never have like shown myself without you know. Wearing women's clothes when I'm being Madge, and for years now, I've done it. You know, in a way where I don't dress up at all because I just think it's annoying. <laughs> what, what, what's, anno- what's annoying? The the putting stuff on the makeup yeah. and all that. It's just too much work. You mean? Yeah, too okay. much work. It's just it just seems annoying, and I feel like for me, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, but um, that I feel like as gays are becoming more incept- accepted, there's less of a need for. The kind of drag that I've been doing, you know, mm. and I really like, like, I thought a really interesting symbol of that was the that man drag thing that won the Eurovision Song Contest yesterday. 
Oh, no, I did not know about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's this bearded drag queen that won the Eurovision contest. Ah. Uh. And I remember it was probably, what, 10, 15 years ago when the first, when a drag queen won, and that was controversial. Now it's a drag queen with a beard. <laughs> you know, and so, I don't know. So I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not really good at talking about it, I guess. <laughs> so uh, does it make you more vocal? I mean, obviously it does, right? Does it make you more... You don't have to censor as much as Madge? Me? Mm-hmm. Does it make it easier to say things? Um, well, no, actually. But see, that's different. The, the point of Madge being a character is separate from the point of Madge being a drag character mm. you know what i mean like the reason I, madge is able to say stuff that i can't is because it's a character that isn't me that's that's um doesn't you know that's regardless of the the drag thing the drag thing is just like i don't really feel like i need to be in drag in order to be like a gay person speaking to a straight audience mm. you know yeah I think that for a long time you had to be a drag queen because you, that was less threatening. Mm -hmm. So, but I also don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, well, well, let's. Uh, I, I do. I assume. I assume that most people would know, especially my listeners would know. But well, actually, I take that back. I think there are some Malaysian listeners of mine who may not know who you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk about your show. Uh, uh, when did you start your show and what it's called? Yeast Radio started mm -hmm. in November of 2004, almost 10 years ago. Wow. Can you imagine that? That's, can that be? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Can you imagine? I mean, mm -hmm. 10 years. So, yeah, okay, you started back then, and tell, tell us how it got started. Um, well, you know, I've always been a Mac, well, not always, but I've, been a Mac geek for a while. I, I was back then. And um, I always used to watch Version Tracker for the latest, you know, software just to geek out on whatever is coming out. Mm -hmm. And I saw this podcaster client, like iPod or something like that. And I thought, it says you can create pod or you can subscribe to podcasts and automatically download them or something like that. And I thought, uh. I didn't know what a podcast was. So I thought it sounded interesting. So I, I, Checked it out, and then I realized, found out that there's these podcasts, and you can. There was this thing at the time, like the, I forget it was like audio.podcast.org or something like that, and and you could or no, it was Dave Weiner say like music.weblogs or something like that, and it showed like at the time there were so few podcasts that you could just refresh this one page and it showed you all the latest episodes, uh -huh. and that's how I found out about the other podcasts. That's how the other podcasts found out about me. Mm. Yeah, and it was fun because I, you know, used to do radio in high school and always messed around with stuff. So it just was. Did, like did, did you already have all the equipment, the microphones, and the mixer, and all that uh, fun stuff to begin um, with? Anyway, yeah, I th I did in the beginning. I mean, the equipment I have I have now is different, but yeah, back then I had everything, and I even had a nice lavalier mic that I used for video. And actually, I had just bought that. So it was like really cool that podcasting came. I'm like, oh, I have an excuse to use this new equipment I wasted money on. <laughs> oh, so it, uh, so that's how it started. You learned about podcasting through that, uh, they used to what they call it, podcatcher or something. Like yeah. an, 
an an app that would download、uh, other like、mm-hmm. subscribe to other podcasts. So, did you remember who was the first show you downloaded and listened to? No, I don't remember. It was just random. You just got a bunch of different shows and started listening. I really don't remember. I have a really bad memory. I, <laughs> well, I it was ten years was, ago. Was Open Podcast,、um, where、oh. they used to just have these random podcasts that、oh, basically、yeah. you could upload to this one address or call it.、Oh, yeah. And then they would just like say Open Podcast number whatever, and any podcast could go through this thing, and you would just download whatever random podcast. So I think that's what I remember.、Mm. Most, and then of course I found out about Adam Curry's podcast, and he was sort of the ringleader and and that sort of thing.、So. Yeah. Oh yeah, Adam Curry. Yeah. New podcasts probably don't even know who he is anymore. So,、um, okay, that's how you started. What? 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 Did Did you remember the period of time where you found out about podcasting, and when you actually finally? Started doing a podcasting. Like, what inspired you to like? Oh, I can do this too. Well, you knew.、Uh, um, I had been. I had just started really getting more intense into video blogging because I'd been doing that since about two thousand, and、um, I decided to make a kind because I'd been doing Madge on stage for a while,、um, and I thought. You know, I was actually talking about it with my therapist. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to express <laughs> myself, blah blah blah. And I decided that I was going to reach people through video because I found a much bigger audience.、Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like I made this、uh, video in November of 2004 called "Cunt Session Speech," and it was about how I was really upset that George Bush won his second term.、Uh-huh. And Lady Bunny found it, reblogged it, and that kind of inspired me. To sort of you know do stuff more online because I'm like wow I can get a real audience this way、mm. instead of just you know forty people in a stage and then that's it. And that's the inception of the character match was from a stage show first. Well, I mean she was actually from a sort of a underground film thing. It was just kind of a kind of a um, um, improv- improvisation for an for、mm. a underground film kind of just bullshit thing that. Seven was doing my friend, and they just were like, "We're doing this little movie about、uh, a lesbian rock band, and we want you to be like the manager of the band." So, oh, I kind of remember that. That's coming back to me、yeah. a little. Seven, seven.、Uh, yeah, um, he lives in Berlin now. Yeah, he, yeah. He gave away his U.S. citizenship and became a German citizen.、Mm. And、um, yeah, so so that yeah. So and then I developed the character further for a stage show where I did a monologue about Madge falling in love with Ethel Merman. <laughs> it was in two thousand and two, I think. So really, the character was just. And then I did like this Feast of Fools stage shows for a while, and then、um, yeah, and I did performing galleries and stuff like that.、Mm. And then,、uh, then you finally found a more like a permanent stage for Madge through your podcast. Yeah, I mean, podcasting was just a perfect fit, so it、mm. was just there was no question that this was the thing I needed to do. Okay. Yep. So、uh, you are still doing East Radio. I am. Yeah. How is East Radio different now? Um, it's a lot lazier. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot less political. Uh-huh. Don't do it as often. I used to do it every single day. It was like this passionate thing I had to do to sort of. Did you remember how long did you do it? Like every day? Like what was it? A passionate period of time. 
over it's how many years? a long years? time that I did it pretty much every how day. How many shows do you have now? Like you're up to, are you keeping track of the um, I think number? it's almost 1,200. Wow. But yeah, I mean, the first 1,000 happened really quickly, and then the last like 400 or whatever have happened, or 200 have happened, <laughs> or, you know, just as long a period of time because I've been real lazy. And now I just do it to kind of, it's more like a social thing when I want to have fun with Cheryl and Deborah now and some other people. And it's just a fun thing for me. Mm. And I don't find myself as political. Um, I don't know why. It's just, I got, I got out of the habit. It takes a lot of energy and I, and in some ways, um, you know, I feel like we've made a lot of progress mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like. I need to do what I was doing as much as I did. I mm. think that the chain, the channels of communication that weren't there when I started have, have arrived, you know, especially with Facebook and Twitter and other people talking about stuff, you know, things have really happened since, since I know since I started, well, you and I started podcasting so much has changed, like the whole gay rights movement and right. healthcare. I mean, these are things that were my primary you know, motivations for, for doing East radio and mm-hmm. those, and they've come a, a very long way. We have, you know, I remember, um, I was probably listening to, I don't know what show it was, but it, I think it was Adam Curry and who's the other guy? Um, Dave Weiner, Dave Weiner, maybe talking about, um, them finding out about your podcast. And they were talking about thinking that you were a, a, a woman and yeah. uh, like, do you mm-hmm. remember that? I still have it. (laughs) And I was actually in Malaysia when I listened to that show. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was just, you know, that was like when I found out about podcasting, the fact that you can download a bunch of shows and listen to to them later on was a a cool concept for me. So I was listening to that uh, in Malaysia and I remember that conversation. And that was when I found out about you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, uh, I, I started about the same time as you. I think it was the same time, and I think. Did you remember we we? Well, I did at least. Used to list like you send your podcast feed to um, Adam Curry, and he would add to like a page, like you just yeah. like manually kept page of different links. You remember that? Vaguely, yeah. It was like OPML or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And then and then I remember, I was like close to like number 50 or something is when they they like I, I don't know how i remember that number but that kind of stuck in my head like 50 mm-hmm. um of course it was not like oh i'm number 50 it was just happens to be a number because i never thought that podcasting at that time could turn into anything at all mm-hmm. so did you do that did you have to did you list your name on there i bet that i, I bet it i'm did. sure i did but i don't remember yeah. what number you know what i remember there was one time that you maybe it was you somebody contacted me um and you were a, a lot bigger and um popular and, and more known and you were and you were asking me about whether or not i would consider myself as a gay podcaster because i wasn't really listing myself on a gay podcaster at that time right and uh and uh, did you remember that? Did you remember asking me about yeah. that? And and was was that out of uh like just you know whether or not I want to be outed that that you asked me that? Oh, uh, I don't think it was. I don't remember, of course, mm. but um, I would imagine it had to do with when I joined with Pod Show, and then you know I was trying to get together this uh, group of, of uh, gay gay and lesbian podcasters. Yeah. 
Um, and cause they had told me I would get a production company and that turned out to be a huge lie. But anyway, that's why I, I think that's why I was trying to do that. Okay. Okay. Kind of a coupon. I, I never really coupon? considered myself a gay show either. It's just people just assume that because Madge is like a drag character. Yeah. For me, it was never about gay. It still isn't for me. The whole gay thing and the, the reason I got involved with the community and, and stuff was just a matter of survival to like have a group of people to stick together. But I never really considered my show a gay show. Yeah, neither have I actually. Um, it's for your show you mean or mine? Uh, what? Sorry, what did you say? You said you neither have I for what your for show or my, mine? my show. Like I never considered myself a gay show um, either gay because show? it's I it's it's just my my journal really. It's not, and it, I just happen to be gay. Yeah. But it's not a gay show. Like, you know, I don't know what, everything about me is very gay. But other than that, I don't know how gay my show is. It sounds so silly in a way, especially now that we have come uh, so far with gay rights. It's just the idea of having a gay show. What does that even mean, you know? Or maybe it's just a, a show that gay audience tend to be more attracted to or more uh, used to attracted to maybe. Yeah, then my show has never really been a gay show. My I've always had more like straight people than gay people. Yeah, your show is well when it first started was a lot more political, I think. Yes, and yes. and hence you know you now probably draw just, a different crowd. Yeah. Like my show, I I I talk about gay issues, but never really. I don't know if I don't really know if if my I don't have many listeners ever at all, uh, but I'm still doing it, and the. I don't really know if my listeners are mostly gay or not, too. I have no idea. I have no way of knowing because I don't keep track of how many listeners I have and so forth, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't either, actually. I stopped keeping track. I, I don't even know how to keep track. I'm sure you can use, um, what is that Google thing that Google bought and then sort of not... Uh, feed burner. Feed burner, yeah. I never was a feed burner user because for some reason I want to have control of my feed. Yeah. Um. And so I just always, you know, what I've been using, uh, what the f- thing is that called? Um, f- I have to check. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve. Um. Jobs. No. <laughs> no, Steve. Oh my gosh, he's gonna Who kill me. Steve what? Uh, Steve, the UK guy. Uh, the he lives in Swansea. Oh. Uh, Steve. Oh, he's gonna kill me. Let me look. <laughs> I don't think he listens to me anymore, so who cares? Uh, Steve, it just slips my mind right now. Uh, Steve Harris, remember Steve Harris? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he. He's gonna kill me if he listens to this, but he doesn't. Uh, he <laughs> he created this software called Feeder. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. I'm still using it until today, because I want to have like you know I can control every single thing in my feed. Yeah. I use it too, but more just to diagnose problems and stuff. Mm, I don't really. You don't have the latest version. I I feel bad asking him for a free upgrade. Okay, if you're listening to this, Steve Harris sends uh, (laughs) Richard. He's not. (laughs) I bought my first uh, copy, and then I get to know him better, and I just have been asking for a paid upgrade. (laughs) Actually, probably only once. Oh, these people, they stop listening to podcasts, but what can you do? You know? (laughs) So, um, oh my gosh, old times. This is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, so your show, um, what, 
there are so many. When I think about Yasha, I well, frankly, I I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore these mm-hmm. days. Um, but I remember those days when we, when we were <laughs> frankly there weren't a lot of shows back then, right? So mm-hmm. um, and it's a little bit more. Uh, you, you, like everybody's involved with everybody else's business because you're so close, such a small community. Yeah. So you you know you listen to each other and so forth, and very meta. Remember everything is so meta when you talk about other people's shows. Yeah. So I want to ask you, the uh, what what are the the incidents that happen d- during your podcast, like from now um, until like way back then until now? What are the the shows that you've done that is the most memorable that you did um, in your show? Most memorable? Yeah. You can say you know, more than one. Um, my show? Yeah, your show. Uh, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of things that were that were funny in the moment, but I don't really have a good memory for telling you what's, you know, what was really, f- I mean, the times that I laughed the hardest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those were the best ones, you know. What uh? Do you? But you probably don't have like a specific thing. Not there. really. Let me. Maybe I can tell you this. I can. Maybe I can tell you the moments that I remember from your show. Maybe that would jog some memory of yours. Yeah. Uh, I remember, um, the, 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 the whole period of time, um, when when you're um partner boyfriend passed away that time was very memorable for me like i i remember it yeah i do too was that was that a difficult thing to to do that um in the show um or was that a coping mechanism it was difficult it was i don't know i felt like it was something i had to do to just sort of i don't know it was weird I don't really feel comfortable talking about it, actually. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been ten years, you know. Give me another ten. <laughs> okay, the next time I do the re reconnect, we'll talk about it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unions. I remember. Uh, what else do I remember? I remember that person. Uh, I can't even remember what the person's name is. The meat curtain, like they always like peel open the meat curtain. That that person. Cheryl? No, it was not Cheryl. Oh, Herbacia Clemens. Yes. The Pussy Lips of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty memorable stuff. Those were fun. Yeah. Uh, are you still in, in touch with her? No, I, I, you know, a lot of the people that have been on my show are deeply funny. Uh-huh. People that are funny tend to be kind of difficult to get along with. Mm-hmm. In other words, fucking nuts. So, like, it, I just had a hard time managing that relationship. So. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that, yeah, I know. Did you remember um, uh, the whole, what is it called, soundscape or whatever that thing that Adam Curry coined? Like the, is sound, it called sound, sound seeing, sound seeing, sound seeing. Sound seeing. Do you remember? Do, I I kind of remember you used to like walk your dog, and you would put on the microphones, and you would go uh, out. I think we both had the same ones, didn't we? Those those binaural. Yeah, the binaural. I still have them. Do you still have them? No, I gave them to uh, to Seven actually. I I still have them. I still find 
doing a stereo, a very binaural, very stereo type of recording, very captivating to me. I do too. But there's something different about just sound and no visuals that is very intriguing to me personally. I think there are some people I'm sure would disagree, but I find that to be um, sometimes more powerful than than videos. Oh, videos bullshit. Yeah, I hate that whole YouTube thing. I absolutely agree. Sound is, you know, sound is theater of the mind. It encourages the the imagination and makes your brain more active. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, do you remember that there was a, a priest from maybe, I can't remember where now. Um, yeah. Ireland, no, from Holland, no, somewhere. There, right. he, he was a priest and he was doing this sort of sound seeing thing. Reverend um, Tim, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, so you know yeah. who I'm talking about. And yeah. I remember he was like walking down this gravel road or something. He was Maybe he was in Vatican. I can't remember. He was walking down. He was talking, right? And I have this vivid imagery in my head that I made up. That I that is Because I don't know where he was and all that, but I made up it. I can still think about that moment in my head, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So you gave away the binaural microphone. Yeah. I mean, I still have a stereo mic somewhere, but, you know. I, yeah. Let's talk about that while, while we're into this. I did make a, a list of questions that I, you know, I want to bring up to you know, more people as I'm talking to more of the other podcasters. Let's talk about uh, the gears, the technology, the stuff that we used to use for podcasting. So you already you started with some of your own. And talk about pieces of equipment, microphones, whatever that you bought after you started podcasting. Well, I started with just a plain old Radio Shack mixer that I've had for years. And then, like I said, the um, um, uh, brain death, um, the lavalier mic. So I was doing that, and I also had a handheld wireless mic that was part of the video you know microphone kit do you do you still have that lavalier mic the same one no it broke like a year or two ago so i bought another that's the exact same model Mm. what what is it can you tell me the model it's a sennheiser i think ec2 or something like that okay yeah it's just a lavalier um i remember and then the handheld wireless is the one with the big transmitter thing on the bottom right yeah and i didn't i didn't replace that that was that broken too Oh, is it the receiver? Oh, it's part broken? of the same kit, and the thing is, um, actually, does it still work? It might still work, but the problem is that that ran on the C frequency, which is got has since been banned because it was taken over by oh. like cellular technology. So I you see. can't use that frequency anymore. Ah. So that kind of and there was a period where I could have gotten it replaced for free, and I just sort of blew it off. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, do you remember I River? Uh-huh, yeah. Do you still have it? No. Nope. I sold mine. Most, yeah, most of that stuff I sold. Yeah, I sold nope. mine. I remember, I remember it was a good thing, though, for me. I used that piece. I used that for a long time. Okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> didn't you have, like, a Marenz recorder or something before? Oh, I used to have... Mostly equipment I got rid of. Okay, so that... I did have a portable. It was... Not Morantz, but it was like one of the first ones. So it was real square and box. I don't remember the brand. It was brown. Uh huh. Very nice quality. It was a flash recorder, but if you ever stopped the recording without pressing stop, then you had it to like away. 
do this whole horrible PC based repair thing, <laughs> um, which was awful. And yeah, so I used that, but I, I stopped doing like the sound seeing stuff with the stereo, even though it was nice. Mm -hmm. And I, of course I can do it anytime I want to now with the iPhone, but it's not stereo. Um, but you know, that part of that was just the initial sort of excitement of trying all the technologies. But then the technology I settled on was still in that first year, and I'm still using most of the equipment I use is still from that stuff I bought in the first year. Because when I signed with Pod Show, then I just bought a bunch of shit. So I have the same stuff, which is basically a what is it? An uh, Motu Ultralight, the small one. And it has like, you know, a bunch of inputs, a bunch of outputs. So I wire everything to it so I can have all kinds of conversations going on and mm. I can have Skype going in and then I can have turntables and all kinds of just do a million things. And then I have these speakers and they are what rocket speakers. They were like monitor speakers. And then I have a Eureka ProSonus um, mic preamp that mm. does some nice things but i actually stopped using that because it was making like a buzzing sound mm. and my microphone that i'm talking to you on is an electro voice re 27 i think the same one that most radio people use um it's just that standard mic you always see on tv uh -huh. and a little thingamajig i've had like five computers because i always replace my computers every two years so <laughs> right now i'm using a macbook air to, to do everything which is crazy isn't it amazing i'm using yeah. a macbook air too now uh, uh you you it sounded like you had something to say about iriver and you because i said that i use that thing a lot and you were gonna say something I think. yeah i don't know I, I was just trying to remember if it was stereo or not i don't think it was was it it was stereo it was what? i i recorded my all my stereo stuff through that little thing oh mm -hmm. cool yeah oh and in fact um i actually started using my first few recordings were done on my mini discs uh, oh okay yeah i had a, i had actually one or two different mini disc player that would do that allow me to do the stereo recording. So, yeah, I used that for a while. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, hey, okay, that's a good point now. I don't know, my head just jumped over to um, iTunes. Mm hmm So, what what did you think iTunes did to podcasting? I know, I know you had some thought back then, but I want you to uh, talk about still, it. Yeah, now. I mean, iTunes... You know, Steve Jobs is a smart was a smart guy, and he he took Adam Curry into his office. Literally, he had, um, you know, he basically, I Apple took over podcasting, mm. and the thing is, at the time, Adam Curry was basically, you know, the main guy of podcasting. He was he ran the show, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of the whole scene of podcasting. The, the publicity of it, you know, how it all happened. It all went through him and he basically promoted it. But Apple wanted it to be sort of controlled through Apple. And what he did is basically Steve Jobs, you know, and Adam Curry was always this, one of those Steve Jobs groupies, you know, where it was like the Messiah to him. Mm -hmm. So Steve Jobs called Adam Curry into his office one day and he went and um, I talked to him the same day right after he got out of there and he was ex very excited about it. And basically what Steve Jobs did is he gave him a, a contract for the, to do this show called Podfinder and have like a spot on iTunes. And 
what Steve Jobs did in his typical way is he sort of charmed Adam Curry into sort of not fighting the for the podcast space and he basically just let Apple suck it up. Mm. And as a result, you know, Apple sucked it in and they to this day control the popularity, you know, which podcasts get promoted, which podcasts are popular and which aren't and they promote things that are um that are very you know, mainstream things mm-hmm. that are already on the air, you know, and then a few shows that aren't. So, yeah. And I, I the, so that those are the, the information that I did not know prior to right now talking to you about this baby, because back then you were probably not able to talk about back then. Did you think? Yeah. yeah. I don't know when I'm not, what I wanted to talk about back then. <laughs> the problem is I don't care. Wait, you know the, I mean? I rem- like it's been so long. I just don't care. Yeah. But I think that the thing was that you, it, it makes more sense to me now because I, I remember we had the conversation uh, before and it makes more sense to me now that why you were, um, I don't know about ups, upset, but you were, you, you, you felt like it was like, it's kind of like a selling out of the podcasting community to mm-hmm. Apple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, make, it makes more sense with this, this Steve Jobs and uh, Adam Curry's conversation. Yeah, but Steve Jobs had a very powerful personality. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't just, he did it, he did that thing to people much bigger than Adam Curry. You know, he did it to the whole music industry. Right. <laughs> so, that, so you, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we can only make up what it could have been, but what, what would that, what would podcasting be without iTunes? Would it be what? What do you think it could have been, better or worse or what? Would have been better. I would have been more shows like mine and yours, and really the you know the whole point of podcasting was getting the stuff that wouldn't be on the radio in an audience. You know, kind of like like YouTube has done really well with it. I mean, YouTube has some mainstream comment content, but most of the stuff that has become popular on YouTube is stuff that you just wouldn't see on TV. Yeah. But see, that was supposed to, and th- and that's a good model. Like that, I think is what would have happened if Apple hadn't taken it, because you know, podcasting didn't have a YouTube. We just had Apple. We were on our way to having a YouTube, and then like it just would have been crazy shit mm. with that it were popular, like you know, just weird shit. Right. Like, right. And, uh, it, and there, I guess that you know, in a way, all the weird shit is still there. It's just that it's been covered and buried but buried really hard by to find yeah and the stuff that people think is risque it's like dan savage it's like or the or the you know the storytelling podcasts but they're all still really popular shows you know what i mean like you're not really finding the stuff that's really out there yeah what do you do, do you remember the oh what did they call it personal journal podcast uh uh, that's the that's the type of show that I'm more drawn to. Just mm. some weird, not weird, but like some random person turned on a microphone and just happened to be recording their thoughts or their their lives. Yeah. Um. Those I kind of wish that those shows would have more platform, um, because of the more commercial platform taking over iTunes taking over the podcast podcasting. That I feel like those are the shows that kind of, which is, not there anymore. Right. Yeah, I do too. And my, I mean, my show originally was a personal journal and it still is to a, to a large degree, I suppose. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just babbling stream of consciousness. Yeah. 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 That's where my show started. And that's still what it really is, even though it isn't. That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, podcasting drama. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think those of us who are, you know, started off way back then have seen waves of dramas. Did you remember, and you're probably sort of directly or indirectly involved in, in the first wave, I call it. Um, Mm. Why do you think those drama, that, that sort of stuff happens? I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to be more specific. Okay. So uh, the first wave, I believe, was uh, the, I don't know, like, was it um, Feast of Fools type of yeah. days? That, um, and then there there were more. There were more like, you know, way after. There's always this clique of people and then this group against that other group. Why do you think that happens? Is it because, especially in the game, not especially but for me i only know because of the gay community is it because of a gay thing or is it a podcaster thing it was an ego thing for most people i think you know i think it has to do with you know when people disagree you know it's a lot of it is ego a lot of it is people disagreeing and going through shit Let's talk about ego because i i I find that to be to be very true well for me at least right um i I've always been, at least I think, that I am my personality and how I interact with other people. We're not really close, but you know, like I, I'm not like close to you uh, in in real life, but I know you. And mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, but anyway, so my point is that ego. When I I remember I was going through a period of time where I was when I went back to Malaysia because of my Penang Hokkien podcast, I was actually kind of known, like people know me. And that really screwed with your head a lot. Mm-hmm. And do you think that sort of like um, being known that fame kind of maybe sometimes fuck up somebody, some podcaster's head thinking that they're more than what they actually really are? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on where you're at. I mean, what can happen... And what happened to a lot of people, I think, is they got a small taste of micro-celebrity and they thought they were going to get huge. Mm. And they didn't. And um, so, like, for for what happened to me is because I got this contract with Pod Show with Adam Curry and I was able to quit my job and just get paid to do nothing for three years except make this stupid podcast. That made people really sort of jealous of of me, uh, and, and they. Found and aren't you one of the first who, like, one of the first who started doing this professionally, yeah. getting paid doing that? Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it was like a huge mistake. <laughs> Let's talk about that, can we? Sure. Um, um, I was going to ask you about like monetizing, and what what do you think about that? Is it something that is possible, impossible, and also your own experience about? Oh, you can do it. I mean, Tim from the distorted view has done it, but you have to work your ass off, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that and really hustle and make lots of content every day and make it a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, why did I, what, what was it a mistake for you? Why was it a mistake to sign with pod show and Mm -hmm. quit my day job? Yeah. Because I, it resulted in me throwing away my career for a gamble. 
that in which the odds were really against me in the first place, but I didn't see that. What? Why? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, like, why? Why did you do it back then? I mean, why did you say yes to it? Because it you, was my you the same the money that I was earning for working hard and for not working at all, and it sounded great. And you know, and Adam Curry, like Steve Jobs, is a really good salesperson, so he made me buy into the vision of what this thing was going to be. Mm-hmm. And this was also before Apple did their pulled their move. So mm-hmm. that could have been the YouTube of podcasting if i if i apple didn't yeah put possibly be at least well it's probably wouldn't because the they you know him and adam adam uh, ron bloom were such horrible managers Mm -hmm. that you know they their product sucked they hired really bad programmers their management was awful they were all fucked up they still are that old system's a mess so i don't think i mean yeah there might have been a youtube come out of it if apple hadn't taken over but it probably wouldn't have been pod show Mm. just because they did such a horrible job Mm -hmm. you know they just tired programmers and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and it just became this horrible product that was just a mess you know doing everything wrong so yeah um it's close to 40 if it's 40 minutes now so let's uh, wrap it up but i have a few more questions i want to ask you there's so many more <laughs> well we can do the others in 10 years another 10 years <laughs> book's still here uh uh one show that you still listen to podcasts if you do listen to podcasts i do mm-hmm. just name one that you still <sighs> to. um the only one really that i've listened to non the whole time is probably one you've never heard of and it's called in our time and it's actually from the bbc it's been they've been podcasting on it pretty much since the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's just a very intense uh, intellectual discussion about various topics you know like they'll talk about some obscure character from history and they'll have like a scholar from oxford and a scholar from cambridge on there and they talk very fast and british and it's <laughs> and i love it because it is the only thing that i can count on that unless i am just so incredibly neurotic or living in paris that it always puts me to sleep <laughs> always and I think that's why a lot of people like my show. It's like I can put people to sleep. It's very few people can do that. And it's a great show and I love it. But it because I'm listening to it, but I'm not like I can't listen to my own show to put me to sleep or something with Deborah or Cheryl on it because I'll start laughing in bed. <laughs> and that makes me stay awake and listen to the whole thing. But these intellectual discussions, it's like I find myself trying to follow along and it's so like hard to follow along that i it's Have i think you, it sends me back to maybe when i was in college and i used to fall asleep in class <laughs> <you know? laughs> it worked your head so much that yeah. you're like tired and fall asleep yeah it's this natural reaction to having to use my brain that makes me sleepy and it sucks but that's me that's that's my affliction what what is uh what is podcasting now to you Oh, podcasting is fun. Podcasting fun or fine? Fun. Okay. It's one of the most enjoyable things in my life. You know, in my it's a treat. To be able to do my podcast is to express myself 
at its most correctly expressive. I don't even know how to say it, but like for me, podcasting is my primary art form. Mm. Now I know that there's very few things I can do well, you know, like right now I'm a computer programmer. It's really hard. There's tons of people that are better at me, better than me, but I know when I'm doing podcasting that I'm doing it the way I need to do it. And most people won't like it. Maybe some people don't get it, but I know that it's what my artistically, it's what I need it to be. So it's a really, it's the best way I know how to express myself artistically. So it's very important. It's also very fun because it brings together certain personalities like Cheryl, where we can just do what we, that what makes us laugh really hard. And it's hard to, to have that kind of laugh. Mm. And I guess it's a, it's a perfect medium for you as your as self-expression mm -hmm. medium. Yeah. So it's, for me, it's, I don't do it as much, but that doesn't make it me cherish it any less. Mm. Um, cause I, I, I love it, you know, but that doesn't mean I have to do it every day still, you know, I mean, people, but the important thing is that I still do it. You yeah. know, yeast radio has never stopped. Yeah. Are you, pr what, are you proud of that? Yeah, sure. And uh, I guess you probably you answered me the question about like why do you podcast because you just said that earlier. Yeah, kind of have to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be doing. It. I mean, if you hate it so much, or if you don't find joy doing it anymore, um, especially that you are not doing it to be paid. Yeah. What is the motivation of doing it? It's yeah. got to be fun. The or something. Is, and and I do get a reasonable amount of money for it. I mean, like when we did, I we did a show last night with Cheryl. I said, Cheryl. We are going to do this show and we're going to get 25, we're going to get 50 bucks an hour or we're just going to stop. So we work for two hours. We've got about a hundred bucks. How, how do you do that? I mean, how do you do that? Tell us. How? You just tell the audience we're stopping <laughs> unless you give us money because it's live, you know. Uh, and how and did they first, pay you? Cheryl has, we had some amazing content and Cheryl had this piece that somebody wrote for us called American Whorehole Story. It's a <laughs> series. <laughs> Not to be confused with best little whorehole in Texas, which comes <sighs> in, but I'm like, Cheryl, we are not going to, you're not going to read this until we get 50 more dollars. So you went through what, PayPal or something? Yeah, PayPal. Ah. I've, I've made a reason. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it's enough to pay for my Starbucks, you know, uh -huh. which is. Wait, is, is how, how big is that an, an influence uh, effector? Getting paid for your Starbucks. It's if you don't get paid, nice. would you do? How much would you do? I don't know, but it's just a nice little thing. But the other thing that's probably more, you know, there's a few times you I get emails where people tell how much the show has meant to them, and especially now it's been ten years. You know, some people have gotten through their um, their puberty, you know, their adolescence listening to my show. So it's part of their life and they talk about how much it means to them and stuff. So, you know, that, that makes me want to continue also, you know, mm. just when one person sends that email that says something like, Oh, you know, this show is really important to me because of blah, blah, blah. You really helped me get through this awful time. Yeah. Makes you feel good that you've done something that would touch people in that way. Well, it makes me feel like a less of a horrible person. <laughs> What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, where where do you think podcasts podcasting would be like what's you know is it going to stay? Oh, um, it'll stay. 
Do you? Yeah, it's going to stay. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, did you feel as like a, a second, like another not second, but another wave of podcasting coming back again? No. I did. I've thought that comedians are using podcasts as a an outlet, a platform for them as well. Recently, well, recently meaning like the last, um, maybe last year or two, more comedians are embracing uh, podcasting. It's is the. Do you observe that or no? Mm, I've heard about that, but it just kind of annoys me. So I try to tune. <laughs> Why? What is? Why no, does it annoy it's you? It's kind of because people, you know, viewing it as a way to self-promote. I yeah. mean, that's just crap to me. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I probably am. But <laughs> you know, it's kind of like all these people using, you know, the social media consultants telling people they should podcast, telling people they should tweet. You know, and that's why my success, I think, in a lot of ways, has been so limited, is because I refuse to self-promote in any sort of reasonable way. Because I really have a problem with it. So, um, yeah. Self-promote? You have a problem with self-promote? From, yeah, I do. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, would, you, would you rather other people doing it for you and then you'll be okay, like showing up at places and but other people help you do that? Or is it just the fact that you just feel self-conscious about self-promotion? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd feel any more comfortable if somebody else like set up a meetup or something. I'm yeah. really socially awkward, and I just, <laughs> I like the idea of it being organic. I like the whole idea of it being underground in a way because that's that's you know, yeah. I like that. I like things being underground, and I like things just sort of happening below the surface. Because if it was above the surface. It would be the lowest common denominator, no swearing, boring. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate that you take the time and uh, go back to the you know the past and chatting with me about podcasting. This is you're the first one. I, I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and okay. um, and I finally get to do this. So you're gonna post it where? Uh, I'm gonna put it, post to your it feed on, or online podcasts. So it's, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, send me a link when it's uh, done. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, appreciate that. Hang tight before you go. I'm just going to close up and then uh, sure. and then I get to talk to you again. So uh, right. t- t- yeastradio.com? Yep. Do you, uh, do you, what's your Twitter and all that, that self-promotion? And other, <laughs> um, my other show is Eat This Hot Show. That's a group show, yeah. Eat This Hot Show. That's still going on? Off and on? Yeah. yeah. Is it still on right now? Um, yeah, we were supposed to record tonight, but um, we couldn't with some conflicts. But yeah, we've been doing it. Yeah, Not I, every I was, single week, it's it's in my feed, but I haven't, like I said, I haven't listened to any show yeah. for a while, so I don't know. It's uh, but anyway, uh, so eat this hot show. It's fun. It's with um, um, who are the the two? Wisdom and Reagan Fox. Reagan Fox and oh, Wanda Wisdom. <laughs> I want to get Wanda Wisdom and Reagan Fox on here and talk about podcasting too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. And uh, again, go to East Radio on... Uh, no, don't go to iTunes. <laughs> oh, you can go to iTunes. That's the best way. That's the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, iTunes. Go to eastradio.com. Eastradio.com directly and uh, and then um, enjoy the show there. Uh, enjoy. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> At the same time. 
Uh, if you guys want to comment, I don't know. Yeah, nine two zero iPhone one. Or you can、uh, leave me a message at my website onlinepodcast.com or tweet me. I like you when you tweet me、uh, at John Ong. Don't forget to smile, bitches. Bye. <laughs>